I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube. And joining me back, as always, my co-host, contributor to Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? We have Mavs basketball back. Kind of. Do we, do we <laughs> want to call this Mavs basketball? If Luka isn't playing, is, is does Mavs basketball really happen? If a tree falls in the forest, Ooh. does it make sound? If Luka doesn't play, is it a real Mavs basketball game? Oh, it is. I, I was kind of slightly disappointed in a lot. I know we were super hyped to see KB and Luca, but there was a decent amount of Mavs fans on social media. It's like, oh, all right, I'm out. I'm not going to watch this game. I'm like, come on. Like, we, we've been hyped about seeing what DeLon Wright looks like and has Justin Jackson or Dodo or some of these guys improve, Bobon. Like, there's plenty of guys for us to tune in and watch. And uh, it was a bummer that they didn't play, but I was still excited to see the other guys too. It's all in context, Isaac. So we'll talk all about the context today on the podcast. We'll discuss the Mavericks loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 119 to 104. Everyone on the roster except for um, Eric Holman played at least nine minutes. So we got a, we got a lot. We got a good amount of pretty much everybody. Um, and so we'll talk all about that game. But before we do, thank you guys for sending in. Your uh, board bets, Isaac, we had over 360 responses for the board bets. Let's go. So we will talk about that on a different podcast. Um, also, your five-star iTunes reviews. Appreciate everybody sending these in. This one is from Nilo. He says, Nick and Isaac, he or she, sorry. What is one thing I can pray for each of you regarding your personal and or spiritual life slash life enrichment? I don't think I don't think about enriching my life very much. <coughs> He said, not like material stuff, like cognitive, emotional, spiritual stuff. You don't have to say prayer or anything religiously identifying on air if that's a concern. It's not. I just said it. <laughs> and then he said, peace in Jesus. Anything um, on your mind or your heart, Isaac, that you want to share with everyone? Well, um, yeah. So obviously I haven't been uh, on the pod the past few days. I haven't did any math stuff um, really from the point of gosh, Sunday on, um, a lot of, you know, I, I work in a, a ministry type setting with a church in, uh, the, uh, Christian church and stuff. So yeah, the past few days have been, uh, super rough for, uh, the community I live in. Um, and just, uh, this world that is broken, uh, by mental, uh, illness and, uh, we had a, a young person tra- tragically lose their life uh, over the past uh, couple of days. And uh, it's been rough. It's been rough um, being there for um, friends and people their age and just uh, trying to you can't have answers to a lot of these questions. And, uh, there's a lot of people in the world that have thoughts and struggles with things of depression and mental illness. And, uh, I can't stress enough. I know I tweet out, I I'm obviously being very vague about it. Cause I, I just, I can't give a lot of details on it, but I just want to be very, very clear. If you listen to this podcast after my tweet today, somebody even reached out and said, Hey, this podcast, and it made me feel really, really good. This podcast 
helped me get through some dark times. Somebody had DM me that today. And I just want to be very clear. Nick and I are here. If any of you are going through crap and you've yes. all, a lot of you've been there. If you haven't been there, it We've might be there. on the horizon. We have been there. Um, if any of you are going through stuff in your life and you have nobody to talk to, you have nobody to uh, just pour into you and nobody to just literally sit there and listen to you. I promise you just the, our DMS are open, reach out. I don't care about anything, basketball maps or anything like that, your life and knowing that you are loved, knowing that you're created, like all this stuff that, yeah, I, I, I'm not going on that, but <laughs> know that we are there. Fire Isaac, the preacher. <laughs> I would love to talk with you because these past few days I've had emotions and stuff in my heart that I have. I'm. It's gonna I, take a long time for me to get past and figure out. And because I knew this person, and I was just talking to this person a few weeks ago. So, um, yeah, it's tough. Know that we're there. Basketball is fun. This podcast is fun. I hope it does get your mind off things and work and all this stuff. Uh, every day that you listen to this podcast, but yeah, there you go. There are things so, that are, there are things that are bigger than basketball and uh, yeah. Answer, what the, can, answer the question. Answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> what can you be praying for us about uh, me in particular, just uh, how to, uh, yeah, my, not only lead other people and try to be there for other people going through stuff, uh, but also how to keep my heart in check at the same time. There you go. That is uh yeah, definitely a difficult situation, and I echo everything that Isaac said. If you guys ever feel that, you can DM me as well for sure. Okay, let's uh, have the greatest transition ever and talk about this mm. Dallas Mavericks basketball game. So the Mavericks go in, and going into the day, Isaac, it was it was exciting. There was there was just palpable energy. I could just feel it online. People were excited about Mavs basketball, and then we got the report from Tim McMahon. Chris Porzingis is not going to play in the game, and we said, oh. It's about either or. Like, which one's going? You knew he's going to set out one of these, you know, for the most part. So you're like, all right, would they would they pick the Tulsa ESPN game or they go for the non ESPN Detroit game? Uh, I was curious on which one. I was going to guess the Tulsa one, uh, but obviously that didn't happen. The one that he, yeah, the one that he. I thought he would play in the ESPN one, but if you know anything about Rick Carlisle, he does not care for your national TV games. He does not care for your. Uh, any fanfare <laughs> he just cares about setting up his team the best way he knows how to win basketball games or to um, competitively not win them if that is what is asked of him so mm. <laughs> things that have happened <laughs> in the past so Porzingis did not play and then a report later in the day Luka Doncic is also not going to play in this game and he did not so we're going into this game excited thinking we're going to see Luka and Porzingis there's a lot of people that are upset um, people, you know, a lot of our European listeners are saying, I, w- I stayed up and waited for this game. And now I realize, you know, I didn't look on Twitter and I realized that Luca and Porzingis aren't going to play. T- should the NBA crack down on this a little bit more? Because it is kind of a bummer for people that, you know, went, you know, that, are, that live in Tulsa that went to go see Luca and Porzingis and they didn't get to see either of them and they're healthy. They can both play. It's not like they're hurt. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, there's two sides of this. I, I I understand the fan perspective because I grew up six hours away from the closest NBA team. My dad and I would go to a handful of games a year. It was always a two-day event. We'd drive six hours, go to Indianapolis to see a lot of times the away the away team, um, like a Yao Ming Rockets team or T-Mac or whoever, Scotty Pippen on the Blazers. Like We would go to these type of games to see an away team guy, and yet 
it would have sucked if we got up there and you know Yao wasn't playing or something like that. Like that would have been horrible. So I get that, um, but I also get the the other side too of. I mean, I don't think there's any way for you to crack down on it because even I mean, there's no way to even. They're trying to with the rest stuff, but you can always come up with any type of reason for somebody to set out. Yeah, you or can't just, just not say, play them. Yeah, you can't I mean, just say they just can't say they're rest. healthy. Yeah, you yeah. Could just, you could come up with an injury and it would just be fine. Also, these are preseason games. We have to temper our expectations a little bit for these teams. These games don't really mean anything to them. And the Mavericks, if one of those two guys goes down, uh, then this team is I mean, it's, it's toast, right? <laughs> They're, all the the playoff hopes are just completely gone. So they're looking towards. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say I don't think it's anything with rest with Luca. I honestly think that hey, I think it was centered on Porzingis, and if Porzingis is gonna set out, I think the more reps you can get those two together to build their chemistry, uh, you're going to do. So it's like hey, let's just you know, what's the point of throwing Luca out there? We want him to build chemistry with KP right now in the preseason. So. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, and so they they were going to hold them out of one of the back to backs, and so they decided to, to couple them together and to have them sit out the same back to the same game, the first of the back to back, which is interesting. And it just so happened to be the ESPN game. So, <laughs> so we got to hear Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jones talk about football and talk about um, everything, everything. Hamilton, Ontario, for some random reason, and talk about uh, Justin Jackson, which we'll get to a very fascinating stat. So coming yeah. up, let's get into um, the game. There are some. There's still some good stuff in this game. So let's talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, the big winners, the big losers, the Bobon of it all. Uh, but before we do that, Isaac, today's podcast is sponsored by Indochino. It's the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Menswear, that's clothes. Sometimes I don't know what they mean by menswear. It's clothes. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering the code locked on at checkout. Indochino.com. Promo code locked on. All right, Isaac. So let's start with it. Who do you think showed up well in this game? Who played well? Who who kind of stuck out to you? Who was a player that you say, man, I'm really glad that, that guy played well or that he played well today? Uh, I mean, I think the, gosh, I, I'd say the obvious winner for me would be Justin Jackson. Just, I mean, felt like he hit that first three. I think it was in the corner. Um, obviously, we have hyped up his floater game since. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've known about it because he was at North Carolina. He's a steal from North Carolina. A steal. From North uh, he helped us win a championship, and uh, just. I've always been amazed at his height. You just don't see many six, seven, six, eight guys uh, just have that touch around the basket. I mean, it's miles ahead of somebody like Dennis Smith Jr. That's yeah. But wow, shade already just got back two days off the podcast and sorry, already, already shade. Um, but no, he's always had that, and so it was yeah. He got into the paint a few times tonight. You know, he showed the the uh, floater again, almost a jumper. Uh, but yeah, he had 14 points. I think it was tied for a game high from or team high from Dallas. Maxi, Maxi had 14 also, but two for four from three, six for eight from from the field. Um, what we're wanting in this preseason is for somebody to to stand out, somebody to take the initiative. Him, Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway, 
who is it going to be? I mean, I mean the the billboard that went up the other day downtown, and uh, you you sent it to me. You saw it on Twitter <laughs> and had Jalen Brunson on it. I actually asked Brunson about that on Saturday, Saturday morning. I was like, "What do you think about the billboard? Uh, what do you, you know? What's that make you feel like?" Blah blah. And that's where he gave a great quote about his mom calling him about it and all this stuff. But um, yeah, and Justin Jackson off one preseason game. If you want to sit here and act like it's one of those like mascot races at a baseball game, the, and the no, race no, 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 the field. no, 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 no. For the Rangers, it's the it's the dot race. Isaac, come on. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, if it's a dot race, Justin Jackson's <laughs> dot is a little bit ahead of everybody else right now. <laughs> and it's funny because the dot race is between three. It's the blue, the red, and the green, I believe. And uh, so yeah, if, if Justin Jackson is say the green dot, then he's winning right now. He's the leader in the clubhouse. If we're going off of just this one preseason game, which Carlisle is not going off of. But yeah. talking about, you know, the leader in the clubhouse as far as, you know, one of those three wings, it's funny. We've been asking who the fifth starter is for the whole offseason, trying to figure out who it is, differentiating between Dorian, Justin Jackson, Tim Hardaway Jr., and the Mavs just say, hey, we're going to start all of them. <laughs> Luke Porzingis are out. We're going to start all of them. What did you think about the super, the super wing lineup that the Mavericks started today? I was interested by – we know Dorian's going to play a lot at the four. And so, obviously, yeah, Dwight Powell obviously didn't play in this game either. Uh, yeah, he, he didn't He didn't travel with the team. He's not going to play tom- tonight either. Yeah, him and J.J. Barrett didn't make the trip. Uh, so that – I mean, we, we all believe Dwight's a starter. So that takes three starters out of your, out of your lineup with Luka, KP, and Dwight Powell. So they start Maxi at center, Dorian uh, at the four. And uh, so I guess you would say – uh, Tim Hardaway, well, he he was at your two, Justin Jackson at your three, and Delon at your one. So I, I didn't I didn't mind it just because Dorian's going to be at your four. But I wonder if Justin Jackson, if they see him slotting at this three, which these positions we've constantly said you just got to throw them out the door at this point. The positions only matter when you have certain players that have to be those certain positions, right? Like if yeah. you have. If you have a Damian Lillard or a Westbrook, they're a one. Like you just you can move, I guess them you can, you can move them to two, I guess, but they are ones. You have Boban, he's a five. You just can't move him around anywhere. Joel Embiid is a five. You just can't move him anywhere else. So once you have those guys like like cemented into those specific positions, then the rest of the positions matter. But if you don't, if you have a lineup like the Mavs did, then you're just kind of throwing guys out there. And if you're playing against a team like like the Thunder, they're starting lineup with Gallinari. You can get away with starting a Dorian Finney-Smith. And so I wonder if the Mavericks are going to do lineups like this more when they play certain teams like this because you have Steven Adams, who's who's a little bit of a problem, uh, and we'll get to that in a second, but then you have a Gallinari who can be guarded by Dorian Finney-Smith and you can put him in instead of having to play Dwight Powell if that you know if you think that helps your team out a little bit more. Um, so maybe the lineup might be more fluid than we think, and so... Tracking our board bets, which of those three guys is going to start more games could be could be interesting. Yeah, I mean how how you try to ju- I mean literally Rick could throw out there so many different starting units, it's unbelievable. It, you just because now we're just going to be speaking truth right now. We're they're the role players aren't good enough to just throw out your best players. And I was have the was, other team match you. I was watching so, that that starting lineup and thinking, man, this would be a really fun bench unit. Yeah, so to where, like, unfortunately, sometimes Dallas is going to be the ones that's saying, hey, well, we got to match up against the other guys. Because yeah. I see sometimes, you know, some of Mass fans might be like, oh, why don't we just pick our five best players and say, all right, another team can match up with us instead of us changing up our lineup to match up with them. Well, 
a lot of times some of these other role players are better than the Mavs role players. So that's why you, you got to switch it up to where somebody, if you have uh, a really athletic four on another team and you want to take out Dwight Powell and put in a Doran Finney-Smith uh, as a starter or something like that, that's something you have to do. You can't start. You can't just say we're going to start Dwight Powell and just run with it at that point. Or they might. We'll see. I think that one of the bigger questions is, and I think just one preseason game, if we're going to do the the blog slideshow type of thing of a takeaway <laughs> or a loser the or whatever it is. special. Yes, uh, is I was going to say a different word, but we got to leave those out of it. Um, what word were you going to say? Now you have to say it. No, 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 no. We got to back away from that. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but <laughs> what what they do against bigger centers is going to be. I that I'm really curious on what they do with that because Stephen Adams just in this one preseason game. You even saw Rick Carlisle mention it in his little in-between um, quarter interview of like, yeah, we got to, you know, Steven Adams, he's, I forgot how he said, I'm paraphrasing, like he's being a force down there. We got to find an answer for something for that. I'm like, that ain't changing. Who was it? Like, Mark Jones asked him, he said, what does your defense, or what does your offense have to do to, you know, like pick it up? Because, oh, we got to get more stops. Like, what? <laughs> because like, and, and theoretically like Boban is that guy. I mean. That's why they not, signed him. Yeah. But it's like. He's the only not gonna, one. You're not going to roll Boban out there for 30 minutes a game. So there were times tonight that Maxi got pushed around a decent amount by Steven Adams, and you and you can't help to ask yourself if Maxi's getting pushed around, what difference is it going to be with, with Dwight with some of these big guys like Steven Adams and Embiid's and all those big guys? Yeah, did we overhype? Dwight Powell, which is something that we've never done our entire podcast. Are we overhyping Dwight Powell to be that banger? Can he can he do that? Because Maxi, to me, and maybe maybe the over the summer gains changed this, but Maxi's bigger than than Dwight Powell. They're about they're about the same height, but Maxi's always been like thicker than than uh, than Dwight Powell. And so if he's getting pushed around by Stephen Adams, and he did get pushed around by Stephen Adams, Stephen Adams had the ball and he would just move his hips and just Maxi was behind him. And, yeah, and he and, couldn't do anything about it. And, and one of the key parts about it is it's not just about like posting up yeah. offensively. We're talking about rebounds because when you play a team, you look at just OKC and let's just say KP and Dwight Powell is out there. When you play a team like OKC, Gallo is going to be on the outside. And for the most part, KP is going to be guarding Gallo sometimes. So if, if KP is guarding Gallo and it leaves, you know, Dwight underneath against Steven Adams, that could be a problem. So you think... They would try. They would switch it. Can KP's muscle gains hold his ground against? Would he be the one going against? You know, Stephen Adams down there, Joel Embiid. Because even somebody the whole, like the whole thing has been that that Porzingis was going to be an offensive four and a defensive five. So is that yeah. what they're thinking that he's going to be able to be down there with, with Stephen Adams? Now he's a better shot blocker than either of the other two guys, than Dwight or Boban or Maxi. Yeah, and that's that's one of those things where I think. We're just using OKC because they, you know, they obviously just played against them. I think when it's the end of games, it's not going to be that big of an issue because no. I think you'll see Dwight guarding a Gallo. I think you'll see KP guarding Stephen Adams going against Detroit. You know, tonight Andre Drummond, you'll see KP probably guarding Drummond maybe at the end of games or when they're going the small ball lineup. But if they're throwing, let's say for instance against Detroit tonight, they start Maxi and KP. Who will they? Who will they start at the four? Who 
Is Blake Griffin playing right now in the preseason? I don't know if they've played one time against Orlando, but okay. Well, let's just you know, let's just say you know they have Drummond at the five. They they might start Maxi. Griffin against, did play. He played fourteen minutes. Okay, so who's going to guard who at this point? They go put Maxi on Blake Griffin and KP on Drummond, or are they going to flip flop it a little bit? Or against them, that's that, a, that's a very rare occurrence, though. That you're going to have two. That you're going to have a team yeah. with two guys like that that you're going to have to guard in that way. Uh, I talked about this when I did I did a breakdown video of our first look at LeBron and Anthony Davis. I'm like, Anthony Davis makes it a problem for a lot of teams because they're going to start a center next to him. And so you have to have your four or your best front court player guard him. And so then if that best front court defender is a center, then all of a sudden you have a four on JaVale McGee or Dwight, and he's going to roll to the rim and just dunk over top of him. And with the Mavericks, you kind of have that issue the other way, <laughs> is that if you're playing a team that has these two big you know, front court guys, it's going to be an issue. However, I'm going to push back on this issue a little bit because if Steven Adams is the one beating you, then I feel good about the rest of your team because that's going to take time down on the block. He's only scoring two points. I'm just not, I'm not super worried about him. Go, he's not going to go off for 40 down no, there. No, no, I'm more worried about rebounds. If somebody, whoever KP is guarding, is drawing them away from the basket, can a Dwight or Maxi? Hold up. Let's look at the two teams that's playing right now as we're recording. Denver and Portland. What if Michael Porter Jr. kills it halfway through the season? He takes over the starting four spot for Denver. Well, he hasn't, him, he hasn't been put in yet. So, Well, it's like <laughs> him and Jokic in like a front court setting. Who At that point, you probably they're probably going to, the fluid lineups, start Doran Vinny-Smith to guard yeah. Porter, Porter Jr. and put KP against Jokic, all that stuff. That's the, yeah. I just wonder... What happens with the big men across the league? What happens with somebody, even Hassan Whiteside? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a big body, but if like if KP's not guarding Whiteside and they want Dwight Powell or somebody to guard Whiteside like Maxi did Steven Adams tonight, that's the big thing. And if it's just KP, they could be viewing this and saying, hey, KP's going to guard the big dudes, and when he's off the floor, Boban's going to guard these big guys. If that's the case, then there you go. Problem yeah, solved, I guess. Dwight and Maxi are the perfect off the off the bench bigs. Like they worked perfectly last year as those guys. The Mavericks really needed to get a starting center this summer, uh, and they got Boban. But they decided early on that Dwight was going to be their starting center, and they just they decided to allocate resources elsewhere, which was you know good too. Um, but they could have used a bruiser like that, which we've been talking about pretty much all summer. But here we are. This is the roster that the Mavs have now, um, and so let's. Uh, Coming up, let's discuss some of the losers and then a couple more of the winners of the night because there, I think there was a couple other things that we need to mention uh, that were positive. All right, Isaac, we can't go farther without talking about Bobon's three. How dare we not talk about Bobon's mm. three at the top of the show? Bobon hit a three. He took two and hit one of them. He only played nine minutes and he took two threes. Am I going to completely lose this board bet that we made where we did an over-under of Bobon threes and I think it was 10? 10 was how many he shot last year and uh, I'm going to win this board bet. <laughs> this one doesn't count, by the way. It doesn't, doesn't start till yeah. regular season. He Yes, he is, going, he is practicing. I tweeted out a video on Saturday. Um, he is practicing that three-point shot. I think he has the green light. I mean, we cannot stress enough. Uh, Tim Cato wrote a piece about it on The Athletic about what Dallas is doing right now in practice is 
pretty crazy and cool at the same time. They have this mark outside the three-point line that's like literally like three feet behind the line. I mean, some like obviously it can't be in the corners, but you've seen different pictures of it uh, coming out of practice this past week at training camp, and you know they're starting their offense sometimes from that far out. From these, from three point, you know, three feet behind the three point line, and practicing shots from that, and it just, we have pushed on this podcast. You are not going like you, you can't comprehend how much, how many threes they're going to shoot this season, and even tonight, they shot fifty threes tonight. It didn't feel like the shot. I mean, no, at, at times it did, but like, it did. I mean, fifty three pointers is it, a lot of three. It pointers. felt like they fouled fifty times. Yes, it did. Uh, now, they only hit 13 of them. So, uh, they shot 26% from three tonight. Obviously, uh, KP and Luca were not playing an effect of that some, but they shot 53-pointers tonight without KP and Luca. If that's not just a, a glimpse into the offense that this Mavericks team is going to be running, and everybody is going to have a green light, including probably Dwight Powell, we saw Maxi. How many Maxi shot five threes tonight? Josh Reeves shot six threes tonight. Uh, Boban's going to shoot threes. Everybody on this team is going to shoot three pointers. So who on we just have, who on this team can't shoot a three or attempt a three? Like, there's no one. Everyone is able to. No. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Eric Holman's three point shot looks like. So <laughs> he took two uh, last he night. Though. Two. He did take two, but. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going to shoot threes. Everybody has the green light, it looks like, So, uh, especially in the preseason. Everyone on the roster that played took a, took a three. That's incredible. The NBA is just wild right now that that is where we are. Uh, but that is where we are. Jalen Brunson, I thought, also had a great game. I thought that he played really well. I just I thought that he looked like he was in command when he had the ball. Yeah, he's uh, so dang crafty. He's <laughs> crafty is the word that will be used to describe him for the rest of his entire life. Uh, yeah. But he had ten points. He had five assists. Uh, he played thirteen minutes. He just he was out there and man, I wish he could. Just, if if Luca doesn't play, he should be starting. I think because it's just it's just so important to have a guy out there that can do that because that starting lineup just didn't look like it knew what it was trying to do. Tim Hardaway Jr. will mention later, but he was just calling his own shot, and that's not a good offense. And Jalen Brunson could go out there and, and actually run an offense. And if Luka doesn't play, I think that Brunson has to start with DeLon Wright during the regular season. You said command, command, trust, leader. Like th- These are all words to describe Brunson. I mean, he is... Belief, ingenuity, power, <laughs> control. Evidence. He, just, he just knows everything that's going on. He's so when he gets into the paint, I mean, literally the whole JJ Bread thing of like, is he the long term JJ Bread? Yeah. Sometimes he gets in the paint and he does like similar stuff like JJ and <laughs> get people on his hip like JJ. He just figures out how to trick people into pump fakes in the lane or just passes around people. He made this pass, this great pass, a wraparound one handed pass to Maxi uh, down underneath the basket at one point. Like he just. It feels like he makes all the right decisions. And they might be boring sometimes, but they're always the right decisions. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just... He's a perfect Dallas Maverick basketball player. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Yes, him, Dwight Powell, Harrison Mars when he was here. Like, everything, I can't... The praise about him and his summer and him going into the season from the organization standpoint, I can't uh, overstate that enough. All right, let's let's get into the losers. Tim Hardaway Jr., man. 
calling his own shot every time he touches the ball. Uh, he was one for seven. He only had three points. He hit one three, and it was at the very beginning of the game. It was like this pull up three uh, where he was just kind of left wide open. I'm just oh, man. It is just not a good game for him from the overreaction club because it was everything that we were concerned about with his game. He just showed it again in this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Like you're just kind of disappointed because we want to have a nuanced take about Tim Hardaway Jr. We want to say, you know, Oh, let's be excited about him. Um, somebody on Twitter today said, you know, me and Tim Cato were talking about Tim Hardaway Jr. yesterday and he's going to, and Tim Hardaway Jr. is one of the few players on this team that can attack the basket. And I said, Oh, you know, that's actually kind of a good point, but he didn't do that. <laughs> he doesn't do that, and he takes yeah. these pull-up shots, and you just wish you could have a nuanced take like that that was actually true, but you watch him, and it's, it is what it is. Yeah, he shot one for seven, uh, one for four from three. Uh, it's these type of games, especially when Luka and KP go out. You want to see Tim Hardaway take efficient shots, come away from this game, and you know post – Gosh, I mean, I would love to see Tim Hardaway. He played. He only played 14 minutes, but it was the same amount of minutes as Justin Jackson, Dodo, Maxi. These guys. I would love to see him get 15, 17 points in a game like this. Uh, but shoot, you know, obviously shoot better. And, but and it's it's the yeah. types of shots that he takes too. Where yeah. he, there's mm-hmm. a shot. Uh, I think it was in the second quarter or early in the first where he's he's on the he's in the left corner. Somebody swings the ball over to him he gets the he gets the ball and he's about to take a catch and shoot shot but then he waits for a second the defense kind of sets themselves and they're kind of hedging between you know contesting his three-point shot out there and and waiting for him to drive past him and so they're they're the defense is kind of in this middle zone but they are still close to him he waits for a second he holds and then he takes the shot it's like yeah why don't you just take the catch and shoot three at that point when the defense was a little farther away from you i just it's shots like that where he waits for the the defense to catch up and, and be able to make the decision and then he pulls up i just i'm concerned about the shot selection still uh you know gonna give him more time for sure but it just seems like it's the same thing that we were worried about last year and it just didn't change yeah i, I want to i know we're pushing on time but like Two things I want to mention. One's a, a positive thing. Another one is a question. I I was really encouraged by Josh Reeves tonight. Yeah. And I love that guy's energy. I can't – I mean, we saw in Summer League and just – yeah, man, just the scrimmage the other day, his – I just love his energy. I love what he brings to the team. He just – it turn. it's like he's an energizer bunny. He just has it up just a tad bit. Uh, he, he's like a – I don't know. It's like a combination of a – yeah, I don't even want to throw names out. He, his energy reminds me a little bit of Justin Anderson. Um, just that like bulldog <laughs> mentality. Hey, oh no one has energy like Justin Anderson. Marcus Morris um, can attest. Marcus Morris. Um, but but yeah, I really. I mean, he played 24 minutes tonight. But um, I, I just I really like what Josh Reese brings to his team. But last question I have for you: Shoot. Are you 100 percent? That Ryan Brokoff is on this roster in two months. He played a lot with that garbage unit. He played the second most yeah. minutes on the team. He played 20 minutes. Uh, he had two points, 10 boards, led the Mavs in, in boards. Uh, and he only took one three, which is just it's a complete opposite game of what you would expect a Ryan Brokoff game to be. Who do you think would take his spot? Because it has to be, it's one of the guys in the, on this training camp roster, right? 
I don't know if it, it could be. I, I think I think he still makes it. I just think if there is a scenario in which, you know, let's just say in, in the next couple if of a, weeks, they if a they big man those, goes down, then they have to replace him. Yeah, yeah. Or they, you know, they <clears throat> they cut those three guys, you know, after training camp and preseason, all that stuff. Uh, let's say they cut the three guys. Other teams make their cuts, and Brokoff makes the roster. And let's say a big from another team gets you know cut or something, and they're like, or just another player that they might like more, and they're like, all right, let's you know, I think Brokoff would be the the last the man Salah the to- from last year, more. the Salah from yeah. last year. When somebody needs exactly. to be cut in order for you know somebody to be added, then Salah is the one that got cut, and it's Brokoff this year. Exactly. And I don't want to put this all on Brokov in just one preseason game, but like you, and this is another one of those games where like he played 20 minutes, second most minutes of anybody in this game tonight. You want to see Brokov attempting like six threes in this game. Yeah. Uh, not Josh Reese, which Josh Reese hit two of them, but one problem it, was he was playing the four, though. He was playing, exactly. Like, yes. He's playing in a weird spot for him. Uh, he didn't it, have the opportunity, yeah. so I don't want to put all, that all on him. Uh, I think that's a little bit on the Mavs, too, of. Hey, we need to get Brokoff, get him running off some screens, get him the ball in the corner. <laughs> the other thing is, when when Brokoff was out there, I made a joke that I wonder if all the Mavs on the floor right now know each other's first names. Like the last names are written on the shirt, but do they actually know the first names of everybody? Does does, does Isaiah Roby know that Ryan Brokoff's name is Ryan and not just Brokoff or Broke? <laughs> do they know do they? that Dakota Th- Mathias's name is yes. Dakota? Right. Like, so you just wonder if. You can't take too much away from from that garbage time because those guys are just thrown out there. I mean, the, the starting lineup out of the second half, you know, to start the second half was like super small, and it didn't have anybody that's really going to play any meaningful minutes in the in the lineup. And so you're just, I mean, it's just pickup basketball at the Y at that point. You die, Baba. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, we we have to we have to mention that Baba called for the lob and did not get it on that fast break. I freaking love this dude's confidence. I love this dude's confidence in the basketball game. I love his confidence in the dance dance competition at the open if, practice. If Baba's name was different, this is the Taco Fall effect, right? Like if Taco's name was different, would we be as excited about Taco? If Baba's name uh, was for like, sure was like Joe Johnson, Ben Simmons, would we be, no. would be, would we be ex- ex- as excited about him? Probably not. That's not true. I love Baba. <laughs> I love who he is. Isaac, Jeff Van Isaac. Gundy loves Baba. Oh, speaking of Jeff Van Gundy, we have to. Jeff Van Gundy had one of the greatest quotes. Did you know that oh, Justin no. Jackson is one of the greatest? No. <laughs> he said, I bet that Justin Jackson is the greatest homeschool player to ever play in the NBA. <laughs> and he listed all these things that he's done. And he played with Justice Winslow, and he was coached by somebody, and he just talked all about how he's the best homeschool player to ever play in the NBA. I don't know any homeschool players that have played in the NBA. Is he, was, is he the only one? I I don't know who was homeschooled. In he said league. he played against Justice Winslow. Was Justice Winslow homeschooled? Because he's better than wow, Justin Jackson. That. Huh. I don't think so. I think he meant that he his high school his homeschool group played against Justice Winslow's high school, but... Anyway, um, just real quick tonight, Dallas does play Detroit. <laughs> How many times have we said real quick? This I know. Sorry. Welcome to the season where the pods are too Welcome. long and the points don't matter. <laughs> uh, they play the Pistons tonight <laughs> in Detroit. Uh, Detroit played a few days ago, and their starters were Reggie Jackson, Bruce Brown, Tony Snell, Blake Griffin, and Andre Drummond. Hey, you wish that Dorian Finney-Smith had an offensive game? Wait till you watch Bruce Brown. I don't 
mind Bruce Brown that much. I just I uh, did not say that he was a bad player. I just said you wish that Dorian Pace Smith had an offensive game. Watch off Bruce their Brown. bench, Luke Kennard, Markeith Morris, Derek Rose, Thon Maker, Joe Johnson. Let's go. The Derek Rose Luke um, Kennard combo in the backcourt is deadly. <laughs> I I mean obviously we're all anxious to see KP. I'm anxious to see Andre Drummond guard the pick and pop with KP and Luca. Um I'm I'm assuming they're probably going to put Tony Snell on Luca. Um yeah. And just yeah, I want to see Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, those first They might what, put ten. Bruce Brown on him to be honest, but Okay. Um yeah, just want to see how that plays out. Blake Griffin, Drummond, does Maxi get the start alongside KP and Garden Blake and um we're just all excited to see KP in an NBA game. And especially to see both of them together. It just wouldn't be as special. So, there you go. That's this podcast. We will be back breaking down the game tonight. Babs, Pistons, Luca, Porzingis. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.